Okay, recording. Hello, everyone. It is I, John McLean, leader of the shiny boiled egg peoples. Yes. Shiny boiled egg peoples. Yes. I mean, no, no, I no. guess. But he isn't no. wearing any makeup. John does look. Actually, John no, his skin iconic. is usually a lot pinker. Yes, John is iconic, but Novlimpia's John McLean parody is even more iconicer. That's Hello. true. Hello, everyone. It is I, John McLean, leader of the Shiny Boiled Egg Peoples. Yes. Very good. <laughs> shiny Boiled Egg Peoples. Yes, I'll be getting new I, ones I for can. everyone. I, I, I can always find something that we can do. Yes, yes. Anyways, hello everyone. Welcome to Two Gays Drag Cast, where we cover all the stuff that isn't normal drag race, and even then we might be covering all stars. We cover all the stuff like Drag Race Thailand, Dragula, and stuff like that. And Dragula is our subject today. So if you haven't heard, if you haven't been around, if you don't actually watch the show or whatever, then you might not know that the Boulets and their production company released the episode for uh, season three, episode three, early. Just sort of randomly on the weekend. Like, surprise uglies, here's a early release of episode three kind of came out of the blue out of nowhere and it feels like it's a network fuck you or something who knows um but it's on out tv go and amazon prime early which is a little strange but you know and do we still not know whether it's on um out tv's schedule yet no oh well i was about to say Actually, they didn't actually list what episode they were on for Dragula when I looked back on their past schedule. It just said, Dragula. So that, you know, it just gives you the show, not the episodes. Anyways, I guess we'll find out when, like, one of the Canadian viewers, uh gives information and whether or not we are basically out of an a normal episode uh, for this week. But whatever the case is, today we have a challenge, a familiar challenge, a rock challenge. Literally last week I went on the record saying, oh, I really hope they have something like the rock challenge. And now this is their first legacy challenge. Uh, we or first proper legacy challenge anyway. There have been several episodes where the girls all had to go into the desert and, you know, uh, do something like do zombie looks or uh, do Wasteland Weekend. Just sort of, you know, anything out in the desert because that's the local area they film in California. But today we get the proper legacy rock challenge with, uh, what song was it again, Andrew? I have no clue. Well, 
I guess, yeah. Well, I don't. I barely remember the lyrics. All I remember is that I was not a huge fan of the um, singer's voice. Um, but it was like a fuck you, fuck society uh, number. So, you know, all good, all punk. No singing, really. It's just slightly melodic screeching. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> Oh, but this, this, um, this is an interesting challenge. So, ooh, this is a unique introduction. Quick question, babe. What were your thoughts on this intro? I still don't enjoy these intros, truthfully. Mm. It's nice that they're trying to create some sort of narrative through each of the stories, but I'm not really feeling it. I don't recognize anybody except for that um, one lady with the black hair because I she was a guest judge last season. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, specifically, she was the guest judge on the uh, uh, zombie challenge thing, episode two. Mm. But it's it's weird to me. I don't know. It, it, it's overacted, I think. But, I mean, what Dragula thing isn't, honestly. Uh, yeah, so yeah. basically it's just it's just a ritual thing, basically. They do a ritual trying to create something new and then they do their yes. They get a little snack and then they kill a little snack. Except no animals were harmed, so they did not kill the little snack. Yeah, no. But you know, they make it look like it. Yes. Um so So the girls come in and trying to decide who went or think about who went home. And it's pretty much sort of a consensus that uh, St. Lucia went home. So Yeah. And they were right. St. Lucia went home. Dobby lives. lives. And everybody's like, oh, look, yay, they're alive. We'll be yay. They won't be saying that at the end of, or at the start of the next episode. Spoilers. I did not say that right. No, you didn't. Spoilers. They yeah, won't be no. saying that next episode. Still not right, but okay. Priscilla's not happy that Maxie wasn't in the bottom because they think that Maxie's looks have been shitty up to pot lately and wanted to see Lucia to stay, but that also could have just been because they really wanted to do St. Lucia as well, so. I mean, now, yes. I'm your biggest fan! And slut. And they get into a little bit of a tiff, Maxie and Priscilla get into a bit of a fight. And the girls start fighting. And it's just a big old mess, pretty much. And I don't really care. I don't, I'm don't. i not here for the drama. I mean, I'm, I'm here for the drama, but I'm just enjoying the show, honestly. I don't need to see all this drama, honestly. Drama, mama. Yeah, I mean, the drama a lot of the time feels like it's always taking a back seat like you can skip over the workroom stuff and it's not that big of a miss honestly here in dragula it's only half the stuff i mean the rest of the stuff is the competition and there's a good heavy focus on the competition which always feels good drag race has gotten really overproduced and overdramatic so it's like feels refreshing that there's not too much of a focus on the drama and there's not too much of a continued emphasis of the drama of the show 
Like, it continues to be a good competition. And, um, all about the drag and all about the, um, expression. So, anyways, as I was saying earlier, today we have our first Legacy Challenge, the Rock Competition. Woo! Girls are divided into two teams of five and four, with their lead singers being Madeline and Ava, and team members consisting of Priscilla, Maxie, Ava, and Dahlia, and the other team being Madeline, Landon, Hollow, Louisiana, and Yoska. Yes. And basically, they've got to perform their asses off and lip sync their asses off because they can't sing worth shit. Well, we don't know that, but they couldn't sing last season. They're not going to sing this season. They'll be lip syncing some song. Again, I'm not really sure on the song. I don't really remember the song last season either. I will say last season's song was much easier to listen to than this season's song was. The group of four forms slag, which is slang for slut. There's some drama about how terrible Dahlia was on the drums, but okay, she's just gonna sink it anyway. And then the other five, or yeah, the group of five, uh, they form coven. They seem to be cohesive enough, but it's like they don't talk enough about the routine, which is probably their downfall, because in the end, they they developed several good gags and stuff, but they didn't do so hot presenting them. However, we'll get to that. First, we have the runway, the rocker runway. And for this, we begin with the floor show with the sort of palate cleanser of the boules in their weird and wonderful look that reminds me a little bit of the um first runway when Dahlia was that sort of super villainous with the um big titties, the belt, the leotard. Um except for this, it's still quite a different look because there's giant shoulder spikes. The outfit is all is red and black with a bigger emphasis on red. Um looks a little bit like a black widow honestly. And then has these sort of like fang-like things on this crown with the big platinum blonde wigs and the boule's signature gloves, you know, because they always got to have their gloves or giant nails. But here they have gloves. Gloves with the points. Any comment on the Boulay's outfits? Yeah. I've seen better. I've seen worse. Yeah. Not my favorite Boulay outfit ever, but, I mean, they they have worn some occasionally bad things, which is surprising. They've never looked bad, but it's like, oh, we've seen this before. Thankfully, this season, it seems like they've changed up their silhouette, but I hope that they don't focus too hard on this sort of leotard shoulder spike look because I feel like we're starting, we're already starting to get a little bit of recycling with the shoulder spikes. I, I could just be confusing the contestants with the hosts, but it seems like this is a trendy silhouette right now and I just hope that the boules do not get lumped in with everyone else. That is my two cents. Beyond that... Uh, we can move on to the floor show. 
which, uh, you know, had a lot of stuff. So, first off with Hollow, who looks like some sort of character right out of World of Warcraft or Dungeons and Dragons, honestly. Like, they look like a half-orc. <laughs> and the lore half of their outfit kind of reminded me of a Jester's outfit with the color matching. You know, minus the giant shoulder pads and neck piece. Shoulder pads which had balls and chains on them. And a neck piece which had giant spikes. That if they were holding their head normally um, and not slightly upturned, uh, would just cover their mouth. It's big, it's exaggerated, it looks okay, but I don't... I don't know if I see Rocker in this. Mm. What's your take? It's interesting. I don't know if I'd say it was a Rocker look. It's definitely a... I don't think they'd be the Rocker. I think they'd be somebody on the side while the Rocker's doing the show, performing stunts and stuff, probably. like Maybe. But no, I don't think it's... They could be cover art, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Next is Louisiana Purchase. I very much like this look. Very 1980s, very, like I said, very sort of that punk rock, very... That cheesy, um, post-glamour rock or pre-glamour rock? That alternative to glamour rock. I like it a lot. With the sort of dog collar and chain, the big hair, the leopard print, the jacket that says kiss kill, and just the way that she performed it. Yep. Next is um, also sort of in the same vein as Hollow almost, except Yovska, who is next, uh, seems to have gone in a really weird direction with this. This is a Yovska look through and through. I see the intent. I see the attempt to make a costume-type rocker. I mean, it made me think of Psycho Clown Posse. Or Insane Clown Posse? Is it Insane Clown Posse? Or is it yes, Clown it's Posse? Insane Clown Posse. Okay, yeah. But then I realized, I don't think Insane Clown Posse looks like this. <laughs> this is what they would look like if they were costumed rockers. But this does not read rocker. This is, this honestly looks like the um, antipode to Hollow's almost gesture-like uh, features in the lower half of their outfit. Like, Yavska has that sort of big four-horn hat headpiece thing. Um, there's tons of frills. There's a chain in there, many chains, just sort of along her uh, bodice and stuff. I mean... It looks neat, and it's definitely a look, but I don't even know if I like it. So, sorry, Yavska, but I'm gonna give this one a moot. Not like you've been doing it for anybody else, so I like that you decided to randomly finally turn this into fashion photo review. You know, sometimes I just need to voice my opinion and say, mm-hmm. meh. Yeah. Anyways, next we have one of my, one of the most memorable looks from this episode's runway, uh, Ava Destruction. Studded jacket, big blue hair, uh, blue makeup, I believe that's a lightning bolt on her cheek? Yes. The name Destruction on the back of her jacket, 
also in studs and surrounded with spray paint, a shirt that says love, and tight, tight leather pants. That's basically what we got. Looks good. Yep, agreed. Has Ava looked better on the runway? I forget. She's normally not that memorable. Or maybe it's just the fact that there are so many girls. <laughs> I usually have difficulty remembering people's runways from the early episodes. You have to really get further in for them to be, be uh, more memorable challenges. But if you stand out, good for you. <sighs> However, this one's not necessarily a standout in a good way. Maxie's next, and I don't know about this one. Like, okay, the very... The bottom half is super cool, sort of almost bondagey rocker, and I would say even like the shoulder pads could work. The crown? What even is that supposed to be? Like a Viking helmet? But with pearls? I don't get that combination. Those pearls look way out of place, Maxi. <laughs> Just gonna say that. Your makeup, though, reminds me of a Hindu god. So there's that, too. What are your impressions from Maxie's look? I like it. I don't know. Just works for me. Mm. I didn't really have any bad looks, honestly, on this runway. Maybe Yavska, but honestly, that's just because it wasn't Rocker. Yeah. Would have worked on its own in a different setting, but I didn't have anything I didn't like. Yeah, if there was an insane clown challenge, Yavska would win. Yeah. <laughs> Or look like an axolotl, which was, by the way, her promo look. Demented axolotl. I'm not going to say Maxie's looks bad, it's just those pearls are weird, but I don't know if I get rocker. I kind of get rocker from some parts, but other parts it's like, okay. And now, Land and Cider. This is definitely rocker, it's leather, it's got some crazy hair that I love. A beard, dread-like hair, it's sort of just greasy and clumpy. There's a giant hat, just like metal studs everywhere, and a guitar that spins and uh, shoots fire from the end. All in all, I'd say pretty good. Use your props, people. Use your props. Use your props, and I'll give you props. Was, was that joke just low-hanging fruit? Fruit's not even on the tree anymore. <sighs> okay, fine. Your thoughts? My favorite look of the night. Next. Next we have Dahlia Black and her weakest look ever. You know what I got from her with this? Erica Clash in... What was it? Episode 2 of Season 1? Where she tried to look like... um as sort of uh, a critter on the ground, was it? The shoulder pads being largely naked in the torso. No, I don't, but it's, it, I forget. I think she was like a lion fair, like ferocious sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly the shoulder pads and the furs and the lower body and around the arms that sort of just gives me that feeling. It's what I first thought of. I know it's not really, once you take a second look, it's like, it's not really much of the same silhouette or anything. There isn't a vest or whatever. I kind of get Rocker, but I also kind of get random rogue adventurer, uh, maybe villain from some D&D &D campaign or high fantasy setting. That's what I'm getting. 
I'm not getting rocker from anything but that face makeup. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would agree. It's not that great. This is probably the weakest Dahlia's ever been on the runway. And next, Madeline Hatter. Good look. Yeah, it's a bodysuit with a lot of tattered fabric on it. And some skulls. And then some straps underneath that you can sort of see. Good makeup, signature red hair, and blue eyeshadow. I will say it would definitely be able to be worn by a rocker. It's not super standout-ish. It's a safe look, I would say. But it's appreciable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, were you asking me, or were you, you thought you were just I was. It? I was asking, you know what I mean? Appreciable? Well, Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. It's, you liked it. It's fine. Next, we have Priscilla Chambers. Also very glam rock. Um, lots of tatters, uh, leather pants, big curly hair. Not bad. I would say probably the most glam rock. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a good look for her. Yes. I like it. Nice little clap, cap to the floor show. And I will say, Landon likes to do um, the alcohol and the spit takes, I think, based on what we got last episode and now this episode. Also, Maxie pulls a thing out of her ass that says, fuck capitalism. I think that was supposed to be like a dirty rag or piece of toilet paper or maybe a dollar bill. Who knows? But it said fuck capitalism. Oh, fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. Oh, yeah, and um, Hollow squirts a bunch of blood all over her. There's that, too. Now it's time for the headlining challenges. Slag and Coven. Coven starts off with a ritual that's not... It doesn't look like it's been rehearsed. And, I mean, all in all, it kind of makes sense that they weren't able to fully rehearse everything. Uh, the ritual, they didn't want to fully properly rehearse because they, uh, they wound up actually, like, pricking their fingers and getting a little bit of blood and a candle and then doing their, their show. Um, but part of their show for Coven was Hollow does... A lot of weird things with like needles and staples and it's really gaggy and everything. It's the more extreme side of punk drag uh, underground. And so two spinal tap needles, one in each cheek. One of the girls take the needles out of her cheeks at a very specific time. And she walked off stage when they were taken out at the wrong time. She broke character. You're saying she again. They broke character. I know, I realize. I, I'm i so used to using she. I blame Drag Race. Drag Race has never had the variety. Hollow broke character. Completely. And stormed off stage and stopped the number halfway through. Because of the needles being taken out. Then they started complaining like... Oh god, I have to put these back in my mouth and now they've been on the floor and they're dirty and I don't have any other spinal tap needles because I think that's what those were. They were really narrow spinal tap needles. Yeah, it's it's something. But uh, they decide to button up and put the needles back in anyway and um, Coven goes through the number again and they finish. Slag did not have to do it twice as far as we know. 
And though their performance was all in all a lot more, um, well, it was a lot less customized, I guess. It was a lot more just basic choreography and um, some acrobatics and such. There weren't any really big gags that could have gone wrong. Like, you know, getting busted with a phone, with a styrofoam speaker that takes off your wig. <laughs> Call back to last season. You know, glue that shit down. It was, it was pretty good. Both teams also had decent looks. Nobody looked bad, you know, in the bad way. They were put together punk groups. They looked bad in all the right ways. And when did you know, Hollow took center stage <laughs> when they went up for deliberation because there are nine queens and a king. And obviously, Slag didn't really have anything go wrong. And they also managed to do a little bit of acrobatics, like pulling someone upside down and um, some flips and shit that all went right. So they were safe. Remind me again who won? Ava. Ah, yes. They were safe, leaving us with Coven. Yes, to be judged by the guest judges, whoever the fuck that one is, and then Peaches Christ. Whoever the fuck that one is, wow. Henry Rollins is his name, and you really gotta learn stuff, honey. Well, I mean, to be fair, there are some points where we've, um not known the other guest judges this is my turn to not you know a guest judge you haven't known the guest judges i've for the most part known every single guest judge they've had there's been like maybe one exception you probably dur- one or two mostly during season one because they didn't have a budget for like actual big guest judges yeah and then the comic guy well unless you were a hardcore comic fan you're not really gonna know that so mm. although to be fair i guess um you would know his work mm, yeah mm. anyway who is this guy rock and roll legend you don't oh. I like I mean you don't know rock so I don't blame you but I mean the fact that you didn't even bother to remember his name anyways um, is it bad to say I actually don't like this look on peaches you can it's just the shirt I don't like. Just not a fan of the pattern. Otherwise, I like it. Finishing details are there. Just not a fan of that shirt. What's supposed to be under there, by the way? Because there's, like, a really fancy-looking necklace there, but... What are you covering up, Peaches? That's what I'm wondering. Was there supposed to be something really wonderful there that had to be covered up? Or probably not. I just don't get it. Anyways, uh, we have three bottoms this week. We have Yovska, Hollow, and Madeline. So, uh, just like the Rock Challenge last season, uh, they have to get tattoos. But there's a specific twist with the tattoos this time around, because they don't just get to do a Dracula logo and act as permanent brand advertising for the show. No, no, no. They get to be permanent person advertising for past competitors for memorable moments on Dragula. So, like, one of them got Abora's um, criminal look from season two, episode 
uh, was it episode one or two? No, that was episode two, where it was just Abora sort of doing that cartoony dancing around sit. I do believe it is Hollow that has bitch. Yeah, it's on them. Under their armpit. Or no, uh-huh. yeah, under their armpit, that's right. Oh yeah, and it's, I didn't fuck my brother, he fucked me on Madeline. <laughs> James Majesty. Good God. And going home this episode is poor Yavska. Yes. She gave me slight abhor vibes as she died with all those feathers on. We first thought that she was going to be strangled to death, but then, um, instead of doing just the guitar strap for death, um, the boulet killing her, um, broke off the head of the guitar, um, and just impaled it in the Yavska's head. So, um, you know, the boulets have zero chill. I mean, we've known that for such a long time, but this <laughs> first trying to strangle Yavska with a guitar strap and then deciding not to just bash her with a guitar, but instead impale her through the head with the broken off end of the guitar neck. Anyways, that's uh, that's the episode. Overall thoughts on the first legacy challenge, babe? It was good. I would have... I don't know. It was good. Definitely a good episode. For me. Yeah. At the very least, someone didn't try and chainsaw a disco ball again. Yeah. (laughs) That could have been cool, but I mean... Feels like this season has a consistent sort of tone, I guess? Like, a lot of seasons feel like they are self-cohesive. Like, season one was, all in all... It felt more like a runway um, in its floor shows. They seemed like they were a lot more um, rigidly structured. Now they seem to be a lot more fluid in editing and everything, which I think is both good and bad. Like, sometimes it can uh, make it harder to keep track of the worst parts of a contestant's look, which maybe is for the better because sometimes you don't always have the ability to construct everything perfectly. But, you know, it's not always that great to not display the flaws in a in someone's outfits. Not every monster can be perfectly put together, darling. And not every monster can pull off uh, disorganized and dysfunctional. Am I right? Sure. You disagree? Not really, but at the same time, I don't really have an opinion, so sure. Oh, okay. I guess art is just always subjective. Exactly. So that should do it. Thank you all so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, Leave likes, subscribe and share the podcast. Check out Andrew's channel. That is going to be linked in the description. Check out my channel. And yeah. Any parting words, babe? Bye. It's a parting word. No fun quip at the end? No, I couldn't find anything. Oh. I don't have a parting gag, so goodbye. Goodbye.
2 Kids Dragcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew Blossoms, or Andrew B., with editing by Guy Smith. You can find us on our YouTube channels linked in the description. You can also find us on Twitter if you dig a little deeper, although we aren't guaranteed to be all that active on there. We are an independent production. We would be very glad to see any sort of comments, reviews, likes, and so on. Any sort of feedback is highly helpful to us, and it allows us to improve our show and understand what our audience thinks of it. Again, thank you so much for listening in, and until next time, take care. Bye now.